The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. This is fascinating. We are going to talk about how you can really bring financial prosperity into your life. And here is a woman who did it at the very young age in her late 20s. And she will really, really show you the freedom from money anxiety. Her name is Thembi Butitelli. Buzizelli. Hi, Thembi. Tell me how to say your name correctly, please, so I get it right. Uh, It's Tembi Butilezi. Thank you so much for having me on your show. All right. Tembi has spent the last 14 years as a Forex and stock market trader and knows firsthand why 80% of all beginning investors crash and burn. And she went bust within the first three years of her trading career. She learned all those challenges. And that's what she uses as a basis for all of her teachings. She grew up in a one-car garage in South Africa, moved to the United States in 2002. And yes, and she attended college. And by the age of 25, she was working for a a hedge fund in New York City. And by the age of 27, she had retired. Yes, I said that correctly. She had retired. She's going to talk about the solutions that helped her and hundreds of clients overcome their dysfunctional love-hate relationship with financial markets and how you can become an astute trader and express your full financial potential. Welcome, Tembi. Thank you so much. For, oh, that was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I messed up on a couple of words here and there, but other than that, well, you know, one of the things that you write about is you say that there are three reasons why a woman's brain is hardwired to be a better investor, which is actually a little surprising to me because I often think women aren't, aren't I mean, I grew up in an era where women didn't become mathematicians, they become teachers or nurses. So talk about that. Yeah, so I, I've, I've always believed that women are better investors than men, um, but I didn't have sort of the research to back it up. So after I retired, um, this was 2008, I had a bit of time to just sit around and do nothing and think. So I started studying neuroscience. And when I started studying neuroscience, I, I started understanding the brain. And when you look at a female, a woman's brain compared to a male's brain, you see that there are more neurosynapses, meaning there is more, there is more communication happening on the right hemisphere. And that is the seat of intuition. That is the seat of spiritual wisdom. So when I was working on Wall Street, I found that I actually made more money than the men once I figured out how to invest in the stock market. But I used to 
tap into my intuition more than the men. So I, I always say to my clients, men trade or men invest with their penis or their balls, and they usually laugh, ha, ha, yeah, we sort of know this, it's ego. But as women, we, because we have a bigger, uh, a sort of a long-term out, uh, outlook on our money and investments, we tend to tap into our seat of intuition to make investing decisions. So that's why we end up being more successful. And the now, when you say intuition, though, I mean, you have to use fact as well, correct? I mean, would you invest in a stock that was doing very poorly? You might, no. right? You, might, you wouldn't. So that's correct. based on fact. That is based on facts, yes. So we use, I mean, once a woman is taught how to manage money and how to invest, they use the facts, which is, you know, details and data from the markets, and combine that with the intuitive side, they become more successful than men. Mm-hmm. It was actually a study done um, by CNBC in 2007. There was like a group of traders um, that were given a million dollars to trade and the winner, no, actually they were given half a million dollars to trade and the person who won, who made the most money would win a million dollars. This is the million dollar CNBC challenge. And the person that won was a woman and they asked her when they interviewed her, how did you choose the stocks or the investments? She says, it's pretty simple. I use these products every day. So why not invest in the companies where I buy from every day? And I thought only a woman would say that. You know, and that's why we are better investors than men. Well, and also women who are socially responsible and they would like to get products that don't have chemicals or pesticides or um, GMOs or, or any of those kinds of things. And the more parabens, for example. Correct. We are, okay, so we've got that intuitive side, but we've also got... The, you know, looking after our community, looking after the environment, the nurturing side of us, right? So women who are like, like, um, what is it, uh, Whole Foods, I would invest in Whole Foods. It's just that the stock is falling at the moment, and I w- it's not a good investment at the moment. But looking at Whole Foods, I would definitely invest in that company because it, it, it creates jobs for our community, mm-hmm. but also mm. the food is, is nourishing for the environment and for me as a human being, you know? Yeah. It's sustainable yes. all around. Yeah, and that, that's very important. So again, that's where you use your intuition. Correct. Now, you also talk about worry and stress and anxiety which are a silent prayer for disaster. And I, I will just share, I'm openly sharing that I, I do get very anxious around money. You know, if, if I'm not doing as well or if I lose a client or if something happens, I just get very anxious. And I know I'm not alone, but I get particularly anxious. <laughs> and so I'd love to hear your wisdom on that for the listeners and for me. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I totally acknowledge that. I am there with you, and I've been there. Um, but, I, you know, I've been studying with uh, Michael Beck, Bernard Beckwith. Um, he's, he's amazing. He's, he's totally mm-hmm. amazing. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in the practitioner's uh, program. And it's only, I started studying five years ago, and it's only when I recognized that every time I have fear, um, or I have anxiety, what I'm basically saying is that I am not enough and I am not supported by the universe. Mm. 
And when, you, when we go into that place, it's a place of fear. It is not a place of empowerment. And when you're in a place of fear, your brain does not function properly. Right? So you create all of these scenarios and all of these stories. Sometimes they happen, sometimes they, most of the times they don't happen because, because we are supported, we are loved by this universe. And so instead of going into a place of fear and worst case scenario, what I usually do is breathe. Because when you breathe, you acknowledge to yourself that you already have everything that you could ever need. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't be able to take that breath. And there is more than enough to go around for every one of us because every time we take a breath as human beings, it doesn't matter if a million of us are taking a breath at the same time, there is more than enough. And that understanding for me changed my perception of um, lack and my perception of fear and my perception of not enough. And that is one of the biggest fears that we have as human beings that we're going to die. <laughs> There's never going to be enough. But just taking, mm-hmm. remembering to take a breath and going, hey, I could take a breath. My need is met at this moment. It's okay. The next need will be met in the next moment. Just remembering to take a breath and calm your nervous system down. You know? Yeah, I think, I think that's, um, that's very true. How else would you advise women who maybe were in the market and they lost some money and now they're a little bit nervous about getting back in, what would you say? I think the, what brings up a lot of fear for us, whether it's a man or a woman, doesn't really matter, or just say as human beings, is the lack of education or um, the information that we need to you know, make the decisions that are helpful for us. So I, I believe, I, I honestly believe in education. I believe in getting yourself educated so that you can take empowered decisions. So if you've lost a lot of money in the markets or you're worried about losing a lot of money in the markets, it's very important to get together with a financial planner or a financial coach so they can give you the education you need so that you can make empowered decisions. It's not enough to just abdicate responsibility to financial planners or financial coaches and go, okay, you just take care of my money and I hope to retire comfortably. We need to take responsibility for ourselves. And the first step is get educated. If you you don't have access to a financial planner, go to the library, get a few books. There are a lot of great books. The first book is Investing for Dummies. That's a great book to start. Read that mm-hmm. book. And so what you're saying is don't out. just rely on other investors. Definitely. And then blame them when it doesn't work out. And that's what we do. But when we're blaming, we're in, victim, we're in a victim consciousness. We cannot change our situation when we blame. We've got to take responsibility. Yeah, yeah very, very important. All right, we have a couple minutes to break. So what else do you think is a key for you being you know, really a successful investor in your 30s. What were some of the things that you did? Um, And you even talk about investing like Warren Buffett. What are some of those principles that you applied in your own life? You know, so I I talk a lot about the markets, but I, I totally understand that it's first self and then what you do for a living. So having that congruent relationship with self is more important than what you do because I could have done something else and probably still retired at the age I did. So working on your mindset, recognizing that 
you've got to have a plan because having a plan puts you in the driver's seat. Having a vision for what your financial future looks like at every stage. So I knew that at 30, I wanted to be retired and travel the world. I achieved that. I know that at 40, I want to have my own hedge fund. I'm moving towards that path. So the first things first is having a plan and having a morning routine that sets you up to success. My morning routine is to wake up and meditate and pray. That is my morning routine. I'm not you know, advising everybody to pray and meditate, but have a, more, a success morning routine that sets you up for the day and then move towards your goals. We can't sit and um and meditate under a Bodhi tree and you know, sort of hope that things are going to happen. You need to take action, inspired action towards your dreams. I have a question before I go to break, and this is an interesting question for you. You grew up in a one-car garage in South Africa, and now you've done very, very well financially. My question to you is, does money buy you happiness, or are you happier now that you have money? Interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because when yeah, people say to me that money doesn't matter, they're wrong. Money does matter, and money does make it easier. At least that's more I, what I see. Money does make you happier. I am a much happier person with a lot more money than when I was broke, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have well, that isn't to say, and let's qualify that, because that isn't to say that that means you have to have diamonds and jewels and 8,000-square-foot you know, mansions or big houses or you know, the biggest car on the planet. Uh, that's not what this is saying, is it? No, 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 no. You know, the thing is, when I didn't have a lot of money, I was still happy. In Africa, there's a lot of happy people with no money. But, you know, when you can't go to the dentist and get your tooth fixed because mm-hmm. you don't have some kind of money to pay for a crown, that creates a lot of unhappiness. When you yes. can't pay for your car when it's broken down and you need to sort of walk everywhere, that creates a little bit of unhappiness. So I, I don't believe that money does not buy you happiness. I think that's a cop-out way of going, you know, I don't want to achieve more. I'm just going to sort of stay here and be content. There is abundance in the universe, and it is our birthright to have that. So money does get you a little happier. Yes. All right. This is great. Thank you. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking to Tembi Budalezi. Did I say that right? Yay! Good. And she is a former Wall Street trader who retired at the age of 27 and now works as a money confidence coach to help Americans deal with money anxiety disorder, create a healthier relationship with money, and retire rich. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com, and you can log on to her website, which is freefrommoneyanxiety.com. Stay tuned. There's more with Tembi right after the break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Schizophrenia community faces tough challenges every day. The community includes individuals living with schizophrenia, their partners, parents, children, siblings, friends, neighbors, co-workers, and also their providers of health care and social services. To hear Dr. Gordon Atherley introduce members of the Schizophrenia community who are sharing their experiences, tune in to Schizophrenia Community Radio every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi there. We are back. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. And I'm Patricia Raskin right here on VoiceAmerica.com. And I have a very interesting guest. Her name is Tembi Butelezi. She is a former Wall Street trader who retired at the age of 27. She now works as a money confidence coach to help Americans deal with money disorder or anxiety disorder, I should say, create a healthy relationship with money and retire rich. And she grew up in a, in a one garage um, place in South Africa, one car garage. And she, by the age of 25, was already working for a hedge fund in New York City and at 27 retired. Pretty amazing. Welcome, Tembi. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for for being back with us. All right, so I want to go into a couple of nuts and bolts, and that is you say that you believe that financial anxiety can be eradicated. That means go away through effective financial education and supportive financial mindsets. I want you to explain both of those things, please. First, start with the financial education. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was reading a study, and um, the study indicated that 72% of Americans um, suffer from money anxiety disorder, but 79% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. I think, I, I don't think, I actually, I believe that is because of a lack of 
financial literacy. In schools, nobody teaches you about money. When you go into the workplace, nobody teaches you about money. And I think in America, actually around the world, we need financial literacy. Um, so usually when I work with my clients, I usually sort of, depending on if they are stock market clients or, you know, sort of money confidence clients, when, when I'm working with people who just need to get confidence around their money, we first work around, we'll first deal with the debt issue because debt has a lot of spiritual and psychic um, um, energy tied around it. And in my own situation, when I've incurred debt, I know that it was because of resentment or anger towards someone. So I had to punish myself by creating a lot of debt in my life. So we first sort of work on the debt part of it and go, hey, we need to pay down this debt, so you've got to stop spending. You've got to stop spending to fill an emotional need. Because we think that people just go out and spend a lot of money on credit cards because they are in- unconscious. But money is such a, is such a charged, highly charged topic or subject that it's usually linked to an emotional aspect. So it's first, let's get rid of, let's sort of work on this debt. Let's create a budget. And one of the first places to create a budget is your, like just around how much you spend on groceries. We go unconscious when we go to the grocery store, like Whole Foods. I used to spend $2,500 at Whole Foods. I'm like, oh, my God, that's too much money. No. So that's what I really work on with my clients is just they're budgeting, they debt and then go into investing because if this the first two areas are not in alignment, you can't be you, you won't invest successfully. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah. So, do you come up with a plan? Then do you come up with a plan to help them get out of debt while they're doing other things? Yeah. Yes. 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 So I I require my students to come up with their own plan. The reason people don't want to or don't feel like they can pay off their debt is because they are yelled at. Like financial literacy as we know it or sort of financial planning as we know it does not work. You can't tell people, hey, you've got to pay off your debt, pay off your debt. People don't listen mm-hmm. to that because there is an emotional aspect of it and when we don't address the emotional aspect of it and go, how did you get here? Share with me what happened. Some of my clients, it's because, you know, they had a breakup and they had to now go and shop to make themselves feel good, but then the shopping got out of control. So financial planning as it is in America right now does not sort of encompass the whole being of a person. It's just, let's take care of your money, but that doesn't work. So we have to take care of the debt. We have to take care of the budgeting. And then you can start helping people with investing. And that's what I found really works. Did I answer your question? Definite steps. You can't just, you know, be imaging this and then not taking responsibility. It's kind of like imaging being healthy and then eating junk food all the time. That's not going to work. It's incongruent. Right. You're right. going <laughs> right? yeah. to just Ta- stay where you are. Right. You, you're going to talk about the concept of forgiveness. Mm. What do you mean? And why, why is that important here? Yeah, you know, I, I, forgiveness, I, I think when I started really um, looking at 
or exploring the concept of forgiveness. It was, I was in a very tough situation. Um, my mom, I had a very tough relationship with my mom, and we, I had started a business in South Africa, and my mom had helped herself to my business funds, so I was very angry because I was like, oh, my God, I worked so hard to build this business and fund this business, and now you're just going to steal from me. So that was a very... I, and very unexpected um, to have your parents steal from you. But then I, I recognized that I was not responsible. So instead of blaming my mom, I had to now take responsibility and protect myself financially. And some of my clients come to me and have been, um, you know, taken advantage of by family members or mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. partners. And I find that when you hold on to that resentment, you, are, you don't open yourself up to experiencing abundance. So for me, whenever a new business opportunity came about or I thought of doing something new, I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to be taken advantage of again. So I, then before the forgiveness process, I would just block my good. I would just block every opportunity for growth and abundance because I was so angry. But when I started just going, okay, this happened, what did I learn from this? Okay, you need to take care of your own finances. Mm-hmm. You can't fully abdicate responsibility to whoever you're in business with. Then I thought, okay, now I'm more empowered. Now mm-hmm. I can make a new choice. Yeah, very, very true. What's your message for our listeners? If they get one thing out of this interview today, I'm really understanding money and being prosperous financially. What would you say? Well is your birthright. The flowers don't lack for any good thing. The birds don't lack for any, any good thing. As human mm. beings, it is our right to have whatever we want. Mm. But it's our responsibility to align ourselves through thought, word, and action to the dreams of our heart. Beautiful. Now, I want to let our listeners know that you work as a stock market investing strategist. You're co-founder of the Stock Market for Beginners School, and you help stock market investors who are beginners develop a healthy relationship with money. You help them um, get successful trades. You help them to manage their stock portfolio. You help them to eliminate fear, and you're really right there for them every step of the way. How can people find out more about this Stock Market for Beginners School? Yeah, so my website is stockmarketforbeginnerschool.com, as you said. You could just come onto my website. I have um, a free course that you can sign up for, and it will help you sort of understand the stock market. And if you really, then if you are, you know, confident and you want to sort of have a chat with me, you could just set up an appointment and we could have a chat and see how I can further help you. But if you're not ready for stock marketing, you just want to get your financial house in order, um, freefrommoneyanxiety.com is probably the best website for you because then we can sort of figure out where you are financially and help you create a plan that you are going to implement and then you can move on to stock market investing. All right. Thank you so much. It was really delightful to have you on the program. Very enlightening. I'm so grateful. Thank you, Patricia. All right. Stand alive for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com for this week. We'll be with you next week. Write to me, Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.